For over 25 years, I tried countless diets with the goal of just getting to a normal weight and holding it, but I always fell short. That is until 2009 when I unlocked the key to shifting my metabolism and my mindset so I could drop 80 pounds, reach a normal weight, and hold it, eating two to 3,000 calories a day. So, my beautiful butterflies, I think you know the time and place. The time is now. The place is here. The wait is over. Ladies and gentlemen, take your hands off that bagel and put them together for Dr. Kathleen Nash. Hello, my butterflies. What is up? It is your girl, Dr. Kathleen Nash, and welcome to The Wait Is over. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal day today. I know I am. And I am so happy to be talking to you guys about today's subject. You know, I get the feeling that I say that in every single one, but really I am because for the last couple times we've been talking about mindset and, and I love mindset. And I think mindset is a huge, huge part of being able to get the body to change and um, kind of an untapped subject, at least in my own personal experience with me and my clients of, of pushing the mindset. But metabolism is something that I love because I am technically like a sciencey, geeky girl at heart. Um, and so for me, I love learning stuff about the body and metabolism and how the body works and how this really cool biological machine functions and how we can, by learning about how it functions, get the kind of end result that we're looking for. And instead of fighting against the body, we can get the body to work for us. So that being said, today, I want to talk to you about a very special dietary hormone known as ghrelin. So usually when I talk about hormones, uh, we tend to think of our sex hormones. Those are the ones that most of us think about when we hear the H word. So men will think about testosterone and women will think about the set of hormones that are related around pregnancy or hysterectomy or their period or menopause, depending upon what phase of life they're in. So we actually have over 600 different hormones in the human body. We have so, so many of them. And one of the dietary ones that we're going to talk about is ghrelin. So what is a dietary hormone? A dietary hormone are the set of hormones that are related to how our body triggers the need for food, how our body breaks down and metabolizes that food, how our bodies store that food, and then how our bodies burn it, right? And there's a lot of them, but ghrelin is basically the hunger hormone, the hunger pang hormone, right? So when you're sitting there and you feel your stomach grumbling and it's empty and it hurts a little bit and you're like, oh my God, I'm hungry, that's ghrelin. Right, So that's ghrelin coming out of the stomach. It's produced in the stomach and released by the stomach. And then it goes up to the brain and it stimulates the brain to let the brain know, hey, we're hungry and we probably were empty here and we probably need to put some food in. Okay, It's also one of the driving points behind weight loss surgery. So if you've ever talked to a weight loss surgeon or a bariatric surgeon, one of the things that they're going to tell you is that after the surgery, your appetite is going to drop very, very low. And they attribute that to the fact that they are cutting or bypassing large portions of the stomach. So therefore, since they're bypassing it or, or cutting it out and taking out a large amount of it, then you're automatically going to produce less of that hormone, therefore feeling less hungry and feeling less of a stimulus to eat, right? So that's kind of cool. 
But I, what I'm going to talk about from this point out is really anecdotal. So I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I do not have any scientific research to back this. I have looked for scientific research about this. I've only seen it in myself and I've seen it in my clients. I see it repeatedly with my clients and I feel that I've seen it enough with the thousands of people that I've worked with that I can talk to you about what I'm about to say, but it is completely anecdotal evidence. However, if you are somebody that suffers from high levels of hunger, then what I talk about from this point on will hopefully give you some ideas and some things that you can do to get that hunger under control, especially if you're in a position where you're trying to burn off extra body fat or make health changes to the body, right? So, some things are, are absolutely true and they're backed, but some things here are anecdotal. The first one that I want to talk about is that when we have a hunger pang, um, a lot of us think that that hunger pang, once it starts, that it just keeps going and going and going and it never stops and it never shuts off and, and it's just going to plague us until we finally eat something. But the one of the cool things about ghrelin is it comes in waves, right? So I know that when, first of all, I know that if I have to be in a calorie deficit because I'm trying to reduce my body fat or I'm trying to burn off some body fat, that I'm probably going to feel hunger to some degree because I'm going to be in some phase of a calorie deficit, which means if I can make the hunger manageable or minimize it, and there's so many different ways we can, we can lower it or minimize it, then it's going to give me a higher success rate on my program. So if I know that when I get hit with a hunger pang and I'm doing something specific to get my body to lose weight, then it comes in waves. Well, that helps me out to know that it's not going to be there the entire time. I might have to ride it out for about 15 to 20 minutes. Now, depending upon your specific metabolism and how your hormones are situated, this amount could be a little bit longer or it could be a lot shorter. We've talked to people that have only had the hunger pain for about five to seven minutes, right? And then it goes away. So somewhere in the range of like five to 20 minutes, the hunger pain will go. And then what you're going to see is it's going to subside. So that's good information to know. If I can just ride it out, if I'm, if I'm following a specific program, if I can just ride it out between 5 and 20 minutes, then it'll go away and I can kind of keep going on, right? Now, the other cool thing about ghrelin is that it can be adjusted. I can manipulate or I can help the body feel it less or I could trigger the body to feel it more. So how do we do that? Okay. One way that I can affect it by bringing it down and not having it release as often is I can eat specific kinds of foods, namely foods that are high in protein and foods that are high in dietary fat. This is because both of those foods, which are called macronutrients, both of those foods have a hormone stimulus effect as well that trigger satiety. So protein, as it's broken down and metabolized through the body, is going to release a hormone in our intestine known as peptide YY. You don't need to know that, but just know that peptide YY is a hormone that's going to trigger a satiety signal. This is the hormone that when you hear people say, eat something and wait 20 minutes and see if you're still hungry, that's, what the, that's the one they're talking about because it takes about that much time for the protein to start to get to that level of the intestine and for that hormone to kick off so that you get the satiety signal. So that's one way that I can adjust it lower. Another way that I can adjust it lower is by eating dietary fat. Dietary fat is going to trigger CCK, cholecystokinin. 
comes out of the gallbladder, that's another satiety signal, right? So if I can then combine fat and protein, I'm going to get double the satiety signal. I'm going to get the satiety signal from CCK. I'm going to get the satiety signal from P peptide YY. And now what I'm going to do is by eating a meal that's primarily high in those two macronutrients, I can keep ghrelin low or turned off for a much longer amount of time. On the flip side, if I eat foods that are carbohydrate-based, whether that's grains, alcohol, sugar, or starchy foods, or if they're processed foods, then that's actually going to adjust ghrelin to go and release faster. I'm going to feel hungry more often. So eating foods that are high in fat and protein is going to help keep that hunger pain low and off for a long amount of time. And eating foods that are either based in grain, alcohol, sugar, starch, or the SAD diet known as the standard American diet is going to be trigger for me to be hungry more often. So depending upon which way you're trying to shift your weight, you could adjust the type of food you're eating to help control your hunger better, right? You can also trigger it by thirst. So a lot of times, and you might've heard that, right? So sometimes when you're hungry, you're really thirsty, but that's really, that's really important. Water is a huge, huge part of what we need on a daily basis, considering the body is 70% water. So another good one that you can do is if you feel a hunger pang, you might test the body first with eight to 10 ounces of water and then busy yourself for about 15 or 20 minutes and see if the hunger pain goes away. Was it really a thirst signal or was it a hunger? Was it a true hunger signal? If you are wanting to do it that way, then you could do the water first to see if it was a thirst signal. If the hunger pain comes back, then that's truly a hunger signal. And then, yeah, sure, let's go ahead and eat because the body is signaling that, no, I, I've got the water now. Now really what I need is the food, right? The other cool thing is if I am working on reducing my body fat levels or I'm trying to lose weight and I want to try to keep that hunger pain low or turned off, I can use coffee, right? So coffee actually blunts the hunger pain signal. And both types of coffee work, whether it's regular caffeinated coffee or decaf coffee. So a common tip that I give my clients, if they are coffee drinkers, is if we want to eat them at certain times of the day, if we're trying to reset the dietary hormones and get the body sensitive to insulin and sensitive to these dietary hormones again, then what I will say is if you get hungry in the morning and it's not necessarily time to eat yet because we'll do an eating window, right? If they have a hormone problem, we're going to use things like intermittent fasting to help them correct those dietary hormones. So if it's not time for them to eat, I'll be like, well, the way I shifted it for myself personally is where before I was, before I had lost weight and things like that, I would go down into the kitchen and I would just grab coffee immediately. I would make coffee like on autopilot. Now what I do is I wait for my body to signal that it needs something. So I wake up and I might have water, I might have sparkling water, and I wait for that hunger pang signal. And if I've already had water and I get the hunger pang signal again, that's when I have coffee. And the interesting thing that I found with my body is my body, like everybody else's body, for the most part, really loves a schedule. There's something about putting the body on a specific reg regimen that it seems to really like. So every day at around the same time in the morning, I get that hunger signal. And now I know from years of doing this that what my body is saying is, hey, hey, it's time for coffee. It's not saying it's hungry. 
It's saying it's time for coffee because the minute I either make the coffee or I go to a cafe and buy the coffee, I can only have like one sip and it shuts off. The body's like, yep, click, got it there. Good. Like it's literally like an alarm clock. And when I started to see this pattern in my body, I tried to find evidence of this in scientific literature. Like, could you, does ghrelin or the hunger pang hormone, does it turn off and on? Like, can you program it like an alarm clock? right? Because that's what I was seeing in my own body is that literally if I sat there for say a week and I ate, I started eating five times a day or six times a day, after about five, six or seven days, my body was accustomed to that ritual. And at around the same time, it would trigger that hunger hormone, not necessarily because it was hungry, but because we had programmed the body that this is around the time that we eat. So the body's like, hey, my stomach's empty. This is around the time we've been eating lately. So, hey, yoo-hoo, it's time to eat. And then when I would switch it back and want to go, say, to two meals a day, same amount of calories, but instead of splitting it over five meals, I put it into big meals. It took it a few days, but after a few days, then the body was like, yeah, okay. And then right around the time of the two meals, it would trigger and say, hey, my stomach's empty. Hey, it's time to eat. And that's what got me thinking that can you program ghrelin like an alarm clock. Now, I, like I said, I haven't found this yet in the scientific literature, but it could be that I'm not putting in the right words to pull it up. But I have been looking for it. And, but I've also seen that this pattern is repeated with my private clients because if you were to go to my YouTube channel, so I have a YouTube channel if you want to check it out, Dr. Kathleen Nash. I highly recommend you go over there. I have success stories over there and I have all kinds of information over there as well. But I do have success stories in there. And if you watch them, you'll repeatedly hear them say the same thing again and again. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I don't have cravings. I don't have cravings. I don't I have a, I have a hard time eating all the food that Dr. Nash makes me eat, right? It, like these same things keep cropping up. And they say it to me as we go through the course of their journey. They're like, I, I don't get it because before I started with you, I was hungry all the time or I couldn't say no to sugar or whatever. And we're only a couple weeks in. We're just two to three weeks in. But literally, I have no appetite. And by two or three weeks in, I'm having a hard time eating all the food because I'm just not hungry. So what am I doing to help them be not that hungry? So what I'm doing is I'm manipulating the type of food they're eating so that we're not turning on the hunger hormone. We're retraining the timing that the hunger hormone shows up. I'm teaching them how to either ride it out or blunt it, right? We're eliminating the foods that drive hunger up like gas foods and sad foods. I'm encouraging them to eat foods high in fat and protein, which is going to turn it off. And then the cumulative effect of all of this is not only weight loss, but a control again over their hunger and their appetite and their cravings. When we do these things in the proper order, we're literally able to take control back from those hunger cravings that might normally knock me off of my program. So that is ghrelin. So I hope that you guys like that kind of information and you learned something about a dietary hormone today and maybe learned some ways that you can apply that you can start manipulating the hunger hormone yourself. And again, if you do like the information that you guys are getting in the podcast, I certainly hope that you subscribe to the channel. Like I said, you can also check out other resources like my YouTube channel as well. And I will be excited to catch you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye, butterflies. Deep, deep down in my soul.